Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I am uh, actually from Idaho Falls. Um, I actually grew up in California. Um, but just figured I'd throw that out there because I know for a while I was living in Rexburg. Um, but my wife just graduated. And so uh, we moved. We took the long trek to Idaho Falls. Um, but um, I'm actually here with Ellie Schenk right now. Ellie lives in Syracuse, Utah. Um, she was saying that she lives near a uh, like an Air Force base, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we were just talking like, so if you hear any planes or anything going on, uh, you know, uh, you know what it is. So but um, but Ellie, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. Well, we're uh, we're excited to have you on the show. Like I said, um, Ellie's from Syracuse, Utah. Um, she's currently have has a mission called to serve over in Guayaquil West in Ecuador. Um, she has like what? It's like two weeks, right? Before you report. Yeah, about two weeks. Yeah, like just under two weeks, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. So, um. But yeah, we're we're excited to hear Ellie's story and uh, just talk with her about the things that she's learned as she's been getting ready to serve. And um, yeah, I mean, without further ado, Ellie, what what is your story? What uh, what made you decide to serve a mission? Okay, so um, about junior year, I got my patriarchal blessing, and it was very direct about preparing to serve a mission and that I will be serving a mission. And that completely threw me off guard because I have older siblings who serve missions, but I just never imagine that for myself I just had other plans for myself and so that kind of threw me off guard and so I just decided that I was just gonna kind of put it off just kind of focus on other things and if it happens it happens so um senior year I graduated and in August I moved to the Dominican Republic and I lived there for four months um and it was a humanitarian trip where I was a teacher and that kind of changed everything. And while I was there, I told myself that, okay, this is when, I, when I'm going to decide, you know, if I'm going to serve a mission or not. So the whole time, it was just weighing super, super heavy on me. And I felt that the Lord really wanted me to serve, but I just didn't really have that desire to serve. And so I was praying and praying and praying. And I was just like, please tell me if I should serve. But I kept getting the same answer that I should serve, but I just didn't have that desire, like I said. Yeah. And so I was my parents about it and finally they're like Ellie you just need to pray to have the desire if that's what the Lord wants you to do then um ask that you'll be excited and you'll you know want to do this and so that's when I kind of changed my prayers up and I decided okay if you want me to serve I'll serve but please let me feel excited for this and please help me feel like I can do this and that's immediately when things changed and I just felt so excited and while I was in the DR I just um, I really came to know my personal testimony because I wasn't relying on my parents' testimony anymore. I was living by myself and I was really focusing on what I truly believed in. And um, like I said, I was an English teacher over there and we started doing kind of some missionary work with the kids over there and we started inviting the kids to church and two of the kids actually ended up getting baptized. And it just kind of really hit me. You know, I've grown up in Utah and my siblings served missions and my parents are Mm -hmm. active I've just never seen life without the gospel and seeing these kids lives transform through the gospel just really just was crazy to me and so I came home in December and that's when I just 
fully knew that this is what I want to do. I want to share the gospel with other people. So I started the process and I got my call pretty fast. So yeah, that was my that's story. Great. Yeah, that's that's way cool. That's really cool. And I, I like that you you just your whole experience um of regarding just the desire, right? How how initially um what was it initially you were praying for the desire, right? Or no, what was it before? It was I was just praying to know if um I should go or not, but I always knew that I should go. So mm-hmm. I then I decided to start praying that if that's like what the will is that I should go, then I want to go. Right. So it's like you already you already knew the answer for what you were initially praying for. And then yeah. it was like the help of like the guidance of your parents when they were just like, you know, why don't you just pray for the desire? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. And I guess how did how did you see that desire come? Like was it I guess what was that what did that look like? Um it honestly took a while and it was super frustrating and all of my friends in the DR can tell you that one week I was I'm gonna serve a mission I'm gonna do it and then the next week I was like no I'm totally not doing this and so it kind of took me a while but I think honestly I don't know I think I wanted to I was just really really scared and I was really scared to commit make that jump and so I was on the phone with my mom one day while I was in the DR and she's like hey you just need to decide whether you're gonna do it or whether you're not and stick with that decision for a little bit and pray and see how it feels. And I was crying. I was a mess. And I was like, I just don't know what to do. And she's like, okay, decide that you're not going to go. And that just felt so wrong. Mm. And that, you know, I was really scared before, but I don't know. That's just kind of when I realized, like, I do want to do this. It's just like the fear that's like not letting me. Mm-hmm. And when I, okay, maybe you're not supposed to serve mission. It just felt completely wrong. So that's when I just realized like, okay, this is what I want to do. So yeah. That's, that's cool. And I, I like just, that's really interesting just because I mean, yeah, it is a, it's a process and, you know, I think everyone's story is just a little bit different, you know? I mean, yeah, I think we all at times need to pray for that desire, right? Because it's, it's, it is a hard decision to make. It's a big, a big commitment, like you said. And, uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of times it just takes a lot of prayer, a lot of relying on the Lord and knowing that you're going to be in his hands. You know, you've always yeah. been you especially will be as a missionary. Mm-hmm, for sure. That's cool. That's pretty cool. And I, and I I can just tell by by hearing you tell your story just that your relationship with your parents has been pretty pretty um crucial, mm-hmm. I guess you well, you could say just in, yeah. this, in this whole process. Yeah, I have I've been very blessed because I have an amazing family. Like I said, my two older siblings served missions and my dad served missions. And so that was another thing, just seeing their lives change through that. Like I've definitely had good examples to look up to, which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. And I think that's one thing everyone needs, right? Is that, you know, those role models, you know, whether that's your family, your cousins, or, you know, your, your friends, um, you know, even someone that you maybe haven't met, you know, you can still have a role model and, you know, maybe it's Nephi, maybe it's Ammon, maybe it's, um, you know, Sariah or Abraham or whoever, you know. Um, but I think we all need those those role models. Yeah, I completely agree. So that's wonderful. Um, what have been some other things you've been doing to uh, to prepare? I mean, obviously, you know, you've been praying for that desire. It's been it's been kind of a, a process, but um and I know you shared a little bit about um, your experience just with, you know, seeing people that don't have the gospel and then the joy that it brings them. 
Um, but have there been anything, anything, any other things, I guess, that you've been working on? Yeah. So, um, honestly, I know this is just such a basic primary answer, but just good friends in high school. I was, um, I played some sports in high school and I was hanging out with some friends who weren't a part of our religion, which that's totally okay, but they didn't have the same standards and the same morals. And it just kind of, I don't know. I, not that I was participating in any of that, but it just took a toll on me. And so I just started hanging out with better friends and changed everything. And I have my two best friends. One of them just left for the MTC and one of them is about to leave for the MTC as well. So they have just changed everything and surrounding myself with them. You know, when we hang out, we go to the temple together and we go to church together and we go to YSA activities and all of our conversation, it's kind of funny. We always end up talking about the gospel and we get into these like deep conversations and it's just been so fun. And I just feel so blessed to have them as my friends because they do inspire me to be better and they have made me so much more excited to serve a mission. And it brings me a lot of comfort because I know that when I'm struggling in the mission, because it will be so hard that I have them to lean on to and they have me. So that's been another thing that I would totally recommend is getting good friends. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. I think your friends can really impact the person you become. Mm-hmm. I know that. Um, I definitely have a testimony of that. Um, yeah. Seen it in my life, and I've seen it in many other people's lives. Um, that's that's really something to really consider. You know, for those that are listening, really consider your friend group. Um, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to um, like psychology and business finance type books. Um, and there's a a saying that goes just something to the effect of, you know, your, you, your income will reflect the average. It'll be like an average of your five closest friends. Um, and that's obviously that's kind of a, a worldly, more monetary, you know, view of it. However, Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe it could be also that way for spirituality, you know, maybe, maybe you will be as spiritually strong as, you know, the average of your five closest friends. Mm-hmm. And if you're not now, maybe you will be if you keep hanging around with them. Yeah. I so, completely. Yeah. Just, just the thought, like, you know, maybe just, you kind of just going along with what you're saying where, you know, you really just got to be careful who your friends are because they will in great measure determine who you become. 100%. Yeah. I completely agree with all of that. So Awesome. Well, Ellie, any advice that you'd give to those that are, you know, a couple years younger than you, maybe they're not quite sure. Maybe they're, maybe they're at the stage of where they're, you know, they know they want to go or know they need to go, but they're just praying for that desire. What, what advice would you give them? I would just say do it because I, as soon as I got my patriarchal blessing, you know, I knew that like, that's what I was supposed to do. And that's what I was going to do, but I just didn't want to accept it. I just put it off and I, focus on other things. And I just wish that I was able to start preparing sooner. And I just wish that I had committed sooner. And um, so, yeah, I think if you're thinking about it and it's weighing on your mind and on your heart, obviously not all the time, but I think most of the time, then like you're, it's on your mind and on your heart for a reason, you know, you're supposed to go. And I know it's so scary. And I battled with this forever. I was like, I felt like, I told my sister one time, I was like, I feel like I'm kind of like fighting with God because he's telling me, oh, you need to serve. And I'm like, no, I don't want to serve. And so, yeah, just pray for that desire and surround yourself with good people and go to church and pray and 
Um, don't just go through like the motions of reading your scriptures and praying and, you know, actually do it with a sincere desire and it'll come. And it's super scary. When I started my papers and everything, I was super scared the whole time. But now like I have so much comfort and peace that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So the process isn't easy, but you just got to make that leap of faith and you should do it. That's wonderful. Ellie, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. Um, I mm-hmm. think you hit on a lot of good points. Um, for, and for those listening, definitely go back and um, just hit that rewind and, and listen to it again, because um, there's a lot of good, um, good advice that Ellie just gave. Thank you. Definitely consider what she said regarding going through the motions, because too often we find ourselves doing that, I believe. And it's only when we discover why we're truly doing something that we really begin to do it with more enthusiasm, more passion, more everything. You know, we're just more into it. We're more at one with that. So consider why you're doing what you're doing. And if that's preparing for a mission, consider why. You know, why are you preparing for a mission? Why why do you want to go on a mission? Why do you want to serve? Why? Why? You know, why now? Out of out of all things you could be doing, why why serve a mission? Because don't, you know, don't get us wrong. It's it's one of the greatest things you can do, if not the best thing you can do at that stage of life. But consider why. Because that will give so much more power to that decision. Mm-hmm. But Ellie, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast and for sharing your thoughts, your story, and your wisdom with us. Um, any final thoughts before we sign off? Um, I would just say, share one thing of advice that my mom, she always says this to me, especially, you know, as I've been having doubts or I've been having, you know, I've been scared. She always just says, choose your heart. And everyone has heart, whether that is deciding that you're going to go to college and move away or whether that's going on a mission or whether that's staying home and you know maybe hanging out with not good friends or maybe having a job you don't like whatever it is it's going to be hard and I know that if you decide to serve a mission and I know me while I'm on my mission it's going to be so hard but I could be home and I could be going through hard stuff as well so you just got to choose your heart and do what the Lord wants you to do and do what you want to do so yeah that's all I have to say Excellent. Well, thank you. That is amazing advice. Choose your heart. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Definitely think about that. Uh, but Ellie, again, thank you so much. You're going to be a great missionary over in Guayaquil in Ecuador. Have a wonderful mission. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. If you or someone you know is preparing for or currently serving a mission, check out the Call to Serve Mission Journals using the description below. They are specific to each mission and are based on the state or national flag. They've got a nice clean look. And Elder Richard G. Scott once said, quote, Write down in a secure place the important things you learn from the Spirit. You will find that as you write down precious impressions, often more will come. Also, the knowledge you gain will be available throughout your life. Close quote. The official Call to Serve mission journals are now live and available for purchase. We now have all the Australia, Mexico, and most of the United States missions live, available now. If you have trouble finding the mission you're looking for, please send us an email at calledtoservepodcast at gmail.com. Tap the link in the description below to pick up your journal today.